know how else to say this. I went back in time with the girl I'm dating to resurrect her half-angel ex, and now I'm in a cave with her and a kidnapper named Keith because we're hiding from a dragon that wants a deck of cards. I guess this is preferable to how it went the first time. Hello, and welcome to Midtown Mythos. This is episode 10, and in my mind at least, kind of an important moment. Uh, this is the halfway point for what I'm dubbing season 1. Yeah, I do have plans for season 2. Shut up. <laughs> um, as always, I am joined by Bran. Hi, I'm Bran. So, as per the introduction, when we... Oh dear god, I'm so sorry everyone. <coughs> In between episodes, I managed to catch the worst case of bronchitis. I didn't know it was bronchitis. You never told me that. Oh, yeah. I get an annual case of bronchitis. Oh. And this is apparently one of the worst that the doctor I saw has seen. And thankfully, now I'm basically over it. I just need to take one more dose of amoxicillin in the morning. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's It's been a rough, rough one. Yeah. So, as I was going to say, per the intro... When we last left off, you're standing in a cave. Uh, Rain, the half-angel, has just disappeared in a puff of smoke to God knows where the hell. Uh, and the deck seems to be getting no smaller despite your efforts to burn it. And Keith is having a full-blown fit because you guys are playing around with what he's referring to as a nuclear weapon invented by a madman. Oh, and you're being chased by a dragon in a cave. Does that about sum it up? I think so. It's been a couple of weeks since we last played slash recorded. Yes. So, I do remember, I'm not sure if you did, but I'm, I'm just going to sort of mention it just to get your footing sort of back into where we were. You were livid with Leslie because she had been drawing cards basically nonstop. She's been obsessed with drawing cards from the deck. And currently, the dragon is aware of where the deck is, seemingly preternaturally, and the deck is now basically stuck in her hand with no way to remove it. I don't remember the being livid part. Alex seemed to be on the verge of losing their goddamn mind in frustration dealing with Leslie continuously plucking cards from the deck. Really should have listened to that episode again. In preparation. <laughs> Which reminds me, in preparation, I need to go real fast and grab What's the deck of cards. Preparation H on? Oh, the cards. Okay. That was a dumb joke. That was terrible. <laughs> For shame. Because, yeah, this this is effectively the pinch deck. I, no other deck of cards will do. Alright, sorry about that, everybody. Anyway, yeah, I had to step away from the table for a second because there's this one deck. Um, I'll go ahead and give them a shout out. The company Theory 11, I mean, they're pretty big now anyway, but their contraband deck is, in my mind, the pinch deck. There's there's no other deck of cards in my mind that is so perfectly suited to what the pinch deck is and what it stands for than the contraband deck by Theory 11. So just a quick shout out to them. You guys did fantastic work. Anyway, Alex, you were standing in a cavern in front of Leslie uh, dealing with the fact that, uh... <coughs> no, this is gonna be a fun episode. Uh, she has this deck of cards stuck in her hand, 
and she's also responsible for a dragon hunting you, and you have no idea where Rain just went. What's the first thoughts that come to your mind? I, I, how I really don't want to fight a dragon. Then let's run with that. But uh, if the dragon seemingly knows where the deck is, <clears throat> as long as we've got the deck, the dragon is coming. Yep, so therefore you are going to have to either find a way to reason with an unreasonable, enormously powerful creature, or kill it. Neither option is tempting. I don't have a phone, so I can't Google how to uh, how to fight dragons. Nope. <laughs> but do you know who does have a phone? Leslie has a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Leslie, can I borrow your phone? Yeah, sure, why the hell not? She digs into her pocket with her free hand and pulls out her phone, which still has a huge crack down the front of it from when it exploded, but it's still working. Alright, so I'm going to Google how to fight dragons. Alright, um, we're going to actually have you do an intellect roll for that. Okay. I was loving on this die earlier, so maybe it'll do me good. Uh, an 11. Eh, good enough. Not good that enough. great, but okay, apparently Null disagrees. I mean, after you add your intellect score, which is a 7, mm -hmm. to that, it, it makes it a respectable enough number. Okay. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it'll get you by in a pinch. I'm never by. That's a really dumb joke. That was absolutely <laughs> atrocious. She She's just on a roll for the worst jokes possible. Earlier, she's probably again going to cut it out, but earlier she tried to make a preparation H joke at me. I'm just like, <laughs> Bran, that, that did not even come close to landing. That just... That was like the freaking Hindenburg. It's like <laughs> everything seemed set for go, and then you just destroyed everything on contact. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. So the deal with dragons, not very many people interact with them, not very many people hunt them. It's not exactly an easy sport to kill a dragon. No. But the government does have some notes and suggestions, and a few people who are former military have suggestions on the internet. So the deal with dragons is although they have a very tough hide, usually they have something that they're not great at, because they are just another living thing. They're not super monsters, they're uh -huh. just another living thing. And their soft spots are still soft. So if you can hit them in the eye, their eye is still a soft spot. The inside of their mouth, even though it's going to try and breathe fire at you, is still a soft spot. Their belly, although it's very, very tough, is softer than their back. Aim for the soft spots. And worst case scenario, if you have something hard enough, aim for the chest, but don't count on it. Uh, I'm going to turn to Keith and ask him, uh, have you ever fought a dragon before? And he sighs and says, I haven't fought a dragon per se, but I have fought people who have fought dragons. I've fought with them, I've fought beside them, I've fought against them. So that should help, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to have to deal with this dragon. Otherwise, we have to keep drawing cards until this deck is no longer attached to Leslie's hand. And I just... I mean, it it made Rain disappear. And Keith inhales sharply very 
I probably sort of a... He just had an idea. What's up, Keith? Oh, uh, you were just saying it's attached or a hand, right? I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm I'm not helping you cut her hand off. Well, it's that or deal with a dragon. Uh, if you can find a way to remove her hand, then guess what? We don't have a dragon problem anymore. And I'm going to turn to Leslie and say, I assume you're not on board with this idea. And she shakes her head, but then she sort of hesitates and is like, well, I mean, maybe there's a card that'll fix it? Or maybe you draw the same card that glued it to your hand in the first place and it's glued to your other hand. And she sighs and says, you're right. I'm sorry, I don't mean to fuck this all up. I just... I'm just trying to help. I I know. I'm... I know, Leslie, don't worry, don't worry about it. And she's just shaking her head in silence as she sits on a rock. Do you have any ideas? And she is just continuing to shake her head. She looks at the deck in her hand as if she wants to draw another card. But she's not doing it. What else do you know about the pinch deck, Heath? And he sort of looks up at you and he's like, I mean, not, not that much, but... What I know is there was this guy called Thomas Pinch. He was kind of a crazy person. And he made the deck as some kind of weapon. There were a few other things that he made, but the famous one is the deck of cards. Most of the others got destroyed or disappeared. I mean, if we somehow figure out a way to give it to the dragon... Could a dragon even really use it? Maybe that's the safest place for it is hidden underneath a dragon's pile of gold. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, that's probably the safest place for it, yeah. What you rolling for? Roll a two, whatever you're rolling for. I don't think it's any of your business what I'm rolling for. Excuse me? I'm going to walk over and I'm going to draw a card from the deck. Really? Okay. I drew an eight of spades. And now to find out what that does. And then the episode is cut short when I end up exactly where Rain ended up. <laughs> and Itzy's not here to record. You begin to get a ringing in your ears. I've suddenly de- developed a case of tinnitus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the, the amusing thing is, is that I believe Itzy, su- speaking of Itzy, Itzy suffers from tinnitus. Alex kind of rubs, uh, I kind of rub my fingers in my ears trying to make the ringing go away, which obviously doesn't work. It almost makes it seem like it's getting worse. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Can I do an instinct check to see if that gives me any ideas? Absolutely, that's actually part of the reason why instinct exists. Okay. Let's see what my instinct tells me to do. Uh, I rolled a 15 plus 9. So your instincts are telling you that you predominantly have two choices here. You can either find a way to get the deck out of Leslie's hand and into the claws of the dragon, or you can try to tackle the problem head on. And attack the dragon. Part of you does know that you could probably try to reason with the dragon, because there is evidence that dragons are intelligent uh, creatures. Pull Bilbo Baggins. Try not to necessarily call it a calamity, but um, that's that's what that's what I know. That's, that's what Bilbo says, but I don't recommend calling every dragon you meet a calamity because one might get offended one day. Probably, but yeah, the idea is that although it's not easy and no one recommends trying it, 
there is historical evidence of people occasionally being able to talk to a dragon and reason it away from destroying a city. Even if we fight the dragon, though, we still have to get the deck out of Leslie's hand. Hypothetically. Be very awkward to live with a deck of cards attached to your hand. That's what a curse is. But incidentally, the biggest danger of having that deck of cards in her hand is to herself. Because what is she now addicted to doing? Drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only reason she's not currently doing it is because you're saying they're watching her. I don't know, Leslie. Maybe... Maybe we do just need to... You know. And she blinks and she's like... Are you really talking about cutting my hand off? I mean... It's it's that or fight a dragon. I'm just... And, and even if we do defeat the dragon, we still gotta figure out how to get the frickin' deck of cards out of your hand. And she shakes her head frustrated now. If you say no, we won't do it. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you do it. I'm just scared. Well, yeah, that's, that's to be expected. And I need to watch out for myself. And now Nell is rolled an 11. I don't know what it means still. Even though I do believe that's the dragon's die. It is. <laughs> you hear some stomping on the other side of a wall. That that same wall that we had crawled through? Mm-hmm. Okay. The stomping is getting much further away. Okay. In case I haven't mentioned it previously, everyone, I have a fairly sizable collection of dice now, and mostly in sets. So what I often like to do is I will use a very specific die to reflect a very specific character or character type to build tension and get my players wondering what it is I'm doing and rolling for. Sorry everyone, it's currently actually election night we're recording on, so Bran in her infinite wisdom keeps checking her phone every roughly five minutes to check the current election results, even though she knows that's going to do nothing but stress her out, and then she would be much better served checking them in the morning at about 5 a.m. Null's not wrong, I'm very stressed out. We live in North Carolina, but I'm from Wisconsin, and I really, really want Scott Walker to lose. And he was losing until I checked just now, and he's no longer losing, and I'm pretty upset about it, to be perfectly honest. You know the reason why he keeps winning year after year, right? He's a fuckwit, and people like that for some reason. Mm, no. I'm pretty sure it's called corruption. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that and there's a lot of dumb people in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, Madison's pretty alright, but, uh, you know, the rest of the, there's, there's the rest of the state, unfortunately. <laughs> the rest of Wisconsin's kinda stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you even remember where we were? Um, uh, the dragon was stomping away from the wall, and I was seriously contemplating cutting off Leslie's hand, but she's not into the idea, so I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah, but is every decision you make necessarily easy? It was making the tough decisions that led you to saving Leslie in the first place from the Order of St. Tenant with the help of the Dandy Luciferians and Lucifer himself. If she's unwilling, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Nell's rolling the dragon die again and rolling a four. Does Leslie still have a, a gun? She had one earlier. I don't know if she, it was something she brought with her through the wormhole thingy. 
Oh, it was, but I'm trying to decide whether or not she would have picked that up off the floor before leaving the motel. Mm. I'm going to say no, but only because of the fact she was so obsessed with the pinch deck. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't have been thinking about grabbing her gun. I think we need to fight the dragon. Keith slowly nods and says, I think you're right. I don't like it, but I think you're right. I mean, between the three of us, we're all... You know, pretty good, pretty good marksman, right? I mean, right? I, I am. Uh, I, I can't vouch for my bow, but I, I know my aim is good. And Leslie nods, saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty good shot." Um, I'm gonna give Leslie the gun that Keith had given me, cause she's currently unarmed. So she now has a large handgun with eight bullets. Before you're able to hand her the gun, though, uh, you notice that she's fucking around with the deck again. She drew a card. Oh, goddammit, Leslie. Yep. And, you know, I, and I say that, goddammit, Leslie. And she shakes her head and says, no, 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 it's okay, look. And she's showing you her arms and her neck, and you're not seeing anything wrong. What? Exactly. I was... Think back, just... Ten minutes ago, I was covered in scratches and scrapes and bruises. I got hauled here by a dragon and thrown into a cavern, and I've been crawling around for how many hours running away from this thing down here? And I don't have a single scratch on me. Is the deck still attached to her hand? Yes. Wow. So it didn't cure that. Okay, so that time it was good, but Leslie, please, please stop drawing cards. And I, I hand her the gun. And she takes the gun, and she sort of hesitates, and then looks at the deck in her hand, and she's like, I can't wield this with the deck in my hand. Keith, do you have a smaller gun? One that doesn't take two hands to aim? And he chuckles. No, 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 no. I, I just have the two guns, and they're big, and they're awesome, and I love them, and I was letting you borrow one because I figured you needed a weapon, and that's it. Sorry. Alex is trying to refrain from making a joke about him compensating for something. Uh, but Go for it. No, they're holding their tongue because they, they want to stay on Keith's good side. That's a good call. <laughs> well, just hold on to the gun for now, Leslie. Uh, it's better than being unarmed, I guess, against a dragon. She replies, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll do what I can. So should... How... Was the whole... The hole was pretty tight, right? The one I crawled through through the wall? Yeah. So Keith probably wouldn't be able to get through that. Oh, no. He absolutely couldn't. That's why you got sent through was because you're uh, much smaller. Yes, I'm very slender. Also, I realized something in between recordings. You're an idiot. Itzy is an idiot. I'm an idiot. None of us thought of something super goddamn obvious. What? You can blink through the fucking tunnel and you didn't. You crawled. Both times. I can blink through the tunnel? You can blink! If you can see through to the other side, you can blink, and oh. you could see, and you didn't fucking blink. You're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll gladly crawl through this little fucking pipe vent of stone. This seems like a grand adventure. I guess I didn't think of the fact that I could see through to the other side. Yeah, you, you super underutilize your blink. I, I used it a lot when I was escaping from, uh, from the... Uh, Herschel's. Yeah, they're... Uh, yeah, that's because I reminded you you could do it, and you kept succeeding. You're yeah. like, oh shit, I can do this. Okey-dokey. And then I got super good at it. <laughs> um, and then you never used it again. 
That was like two episodes ago. Calm down. Alright, let's go hunt a motherfucking dragon. A hunting we will go, <laughs> hunting we will go, to get killed and eaten by a giant scaly beast. Um, I, oh, is that not how you want that song to end? Because that's kind of how I'm thinking the song is going to end. I was, actually I was hoping you would say giant scaly ho, which is kind of something you would say. Um, uh, I'm gonna take out my bow and get an arrow ready. Okay. You take out your bow, and you get an arrow ready, and in the process, you remember exactly how shitty these things are. This this is a lousy handmade bow, and a lousy homemade arrow. Is there anything I can do to improve it at this juncture? Hell no. Can I roll to try anyway? There's plenty of ways you could ruin it, but not very many ways that you could improve it. I'll tell you this much, okay? If you roll... And this this is going to be going off of your archery skill a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you roll f- your 5d6, I'll even provide you 5d6. I've got d6 over here to spare. And you get at least fives on all of them. So five or six on everything. I will let you improve your little bow incrementally. But if I, if I roll less than that... Then you're gonna probably do some damage, and I'm not gonna tell you until it's too late, and you're already using it. I think I'll pass. <laughs> I thought so. I was gonna say it's like I, I'm willing to give you that tiny caveat, but it's a teeny tiny caveat with a big, big risk. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that the dick thing to do? I would say yes, but I don't think so. It's a, it's the GM thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> which is a dick thing to do. <laughs> Never provide an advantage easily, especially in this game. Because I already, by default, by the very design, this game is very forgiving. So you can't afford to be that forgiving. <laughs> Destroy and torment. It's a beautiful world. Uh, so I'm gonna... I can't blink people with me, right? Uh, you can, but it's much harder. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna lead the way to off to find the dragon. So, when you say you're going to lead the way, where are you leading to? Uh, the dragon. Okay, what fucking direction, <laughs> you smartass? Uh, I'm walking away from the wall that uh, I had crawled through, um, back down the way we had all come. Because that was a dead end, right? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so you turn around and you start back up the way that you came. And... Uh-oh, the dragon rolled a 19. I have some bad news. I bet you do. As you're reaching that fork in the road... As two does a dragon. As two does a dragon. Uh, Literally, you're reaching the fork in the road, and this enormous clawed foot, or almost like a hand, it kind of almost looks like a giant clawed hand, reaches around, grabs the edge of the wall, the claw is probably almost the same length that you are tall. And it's snaky. This is a very large cave. Yes. It's not a teensy-weensy little cave. I mean, there's teensy-weensy little holes in it, but it's not a teensy-weensy little cave. Dragons don't like teensy-weensy little places. No, I can't imagine they would. But this thing, as it's crawling through, its back is dislodging stones as it brushes and stretches against the tunnel. 
and it's leering up and turning its head around on a snake-like neck, facing you with two huge eyes. What color are its eyes? What I color mean, is the dragon? Uh, the dragon is kind of this ruddy... It's, it's not quite a red, it's more a rust color. Um, somewhere between almost a maroon and an orange. Sort of this giant rusty colored dragon with two huge orange eyes. Well, the nice thing about its eyes being huge is it makes them a very easy target. Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, so how does it react to us? Does it see us first or do we see it first? It sees you first because it's got some pretty good night vision. Okay. I mean, you're also seeing it pretty clearly because giant orange eyes. <laughs> but uh, the thing that really catches you is shortly after you see its eyes, after it stretches its neck around the corner, is, I mean, I guess technically you would have quote-unquote seen it first because its giant claw wrapped around before you even saw its head. Right. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to the quote-unquote whites of its eyes, it saw you first. Um, but anyway, that's all neither here nor there, not important. Uh, what is important is you're seeing smoke pouring out of its nostrils. And then it begins to shake with rage. Okay, um... Uh, I step in front of Leslie to kind of try to block her, at least her hand, from view of the dragon. Um, and, uh... And then, in response, the dragon, while you're taking your sweet time to decide what to do next, snarls in this huge voice. I can't even begin to articulate how booming this voice is. It barely opens its jaw the tiniest bit, and you can see this glow-like hellfire inside its jaws. And it says, Give me what is mine. You won't be able to get the deck from us without destroying it. I will see to that. Ten. So I have some bad news. I'm sure you do. <laughs> You're going to want to roll a d20 for this. Alternately, will. you'll want to blink for this, potentially. I will give you that opportunity. You can choose what it is you want to do here. Because bear in mind, if you blink, you're abandoning both of your friendly friends. <laughs> do, 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 do. Can I see to the other side of the dragon? Yeah. Okay. You can see just past its feet over to the other side of it, yeah. Okay, I'm going to reach behind me and grab Leslie, and I'm going to try to blink behind the dragon. Because fuck Keith. I can't reach him. <laughs> you can't? I, I don't know. He's standing right beside Leslie. Okay. I only have one hand free, though. My other one's got the bow. <laughs> oh, poor Keith. Poor Keith. Okay. It's revenge for uh, for him burning down Logan's apartment. Yeah, he, you he also got him killed. He deserved it. Um, he's a douche. You monster. <sighs> Alright, I'm going to try to grab Keith's arm. Or just, do I have to be holding onto him, or can I just be touching him? Uh, you just need to be touching him. Okay, I'm gonna, like, reach for him, too, then. Okay. And, like, touch him. But not not that, not in that kind of way. Sort of, like, sling the arrow back over your hand and just try and reach out and grab him? Yeah, just, like, the, like reach behind me with the backs of my hands, hit both of them, and roll fairly well, actually. 24? Yeah. Um... 
All right, so. You don't look like you have good news, so I didn't roll that well, apparently. No, 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 the problem is teleporting you is not easy. Teleporting another person in addition to you is even less easy. And then teleporting two additional people is a motherfucker of a task. So, your destination, you may remember, was teleport to the other side of the dragon so you're behind it. Instead, you teleport and you tumble directly against its hind legs. You are directly beneath this thing. However, the good news is... It's not aware that we're there? Oh no, it's perfectly goddamn aware. It oh, feels you. fucking balls. Yeah, you tumbled into the goddamn thing's leg. There's no getting around that. Sorry. But, the good news is... You tumble to a stop against its leg... You are sort of blinking, not not teleporty blinking, but just sort of blinking and surprise blinking. Uh-huh. As the cave is lit up by this jet of flame that just arcs across the entire area where you, Leslie, and Keith were all just standing. Everything where you just were is death and flame. I'm going to regret asking this. Yes? Does it have a dragon penis? that I can attack because I'm in that region. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of soft spots. And I'm thinking that would be a soft spot. So, unfortunately, I have an answer to this question because... Is it a girl dragon? No, it's a boy dragon. Okay. <clears throat> unfortunately, I have an answer to this question because of a video game that I played once that unfortunately provided an answer I didn't want to know. <laughs> okay, two questions. What game and what was the answer? Not sharing what game. For my own dignity. <laughs> I'll tell you after the fact. I'm sure a few people can probably start guessing what game. Now, the answer is that a dragon's genitalia retracts up into a space that resembles, at first glance from the exterior, kind of like a giant vagina. And then... Like when, a clo- what do they call it? A cloaca? Or like whatever birds have? A cloaca specifically is actually for laying eggs. Oh, okay. As far as I know. But anyway, the idea is that the genitals, or male genitals specifically, then stretch up out of this cre- uh, crevice when it is time to do the bug nasty. (laughs) So are you going to shoot a dragon in the dick? (laughs) No, there will be no dragon dick shooting today. What about his butthole? Send Keith up there. (laughs) Let him attack it from the inside. Pull a a Drax. Um, A reverse Drax? Go through the asshole? Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a real maneuver. A reverse Drax. Yeah, I don't think Keith is going to go for it, though. I don't think he would, no. But the dragon's going to have a hell of a time turning around, though, right? I mean, it's huge, so it's got to be kind of a tight fit. Its back was scraping on the ceiling, right? I mean, that was also in a narrow tunnel. Right. Not as narrow as you were going through, but a narrow tunnel leading into a much larger chamber. I mean, it's still going to be a tight maneuver. He can't turn around super fast. But it's not as small and tight as I think you're thinking. All he really needs to do is look down and put his head sore between his legs, and he'll just be able to burn you off the face of the earth. But he'll also burn his tail. He is flame retardant. I can't express to you. 
Okay, so... I don't care. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's moderately important, but... He's, he's fire-resistant. Okay, I get it. That's, that's all that matters. I don't need the specifics. It gets a little bit more intense than that. You know what else is intense? Don't even say it. I get so sick and tired of that joke. <laughs> don't say intense, then! <laughs> Alright. I'm just gonna grab a d20 and throw it at you. <laughs> okay, so... Leslie grabs your hand. And says, run? No. Oh. And puts your hand on the deck of cards. Okay, I draw a card. But I don't draw the top card. I no, 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 you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice? Nope. Oh. The ringing in my ears grows louder as I draw a four of clubs. And let's see what that does to you. Do 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 do. So I have some good news and bad news. Of course you do. The dragon the deck is no longer attached to Leslie's <coughs> hand. Now it's attached to mine, right? No. Oh. No, but I like your theory. <laughs> you draw a card, and you put the card back into the deck when nothing seems to happen. And you look back up the dragon, you're getting ready to do something, okay? Run, was my plan. <laughs> okay. So the dragon looks down and is staring at you while you were drawing this card. And is getting ready to breathe flame. And then it can't. It can't? It can't. Does it, it like, just coughs up some smoke or what? You can see the sparks in its mouth, and you can see what almost looks like a stream of, uh, almost like natural gas in the air. Uh-huh. But it's not igniting. Okay. And you're not sure why. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I look at Leslie and Keith and say, let's fucking go! And when you do start saying, let's fucking go... You notice as soon as you're done saying it that you can't quite catch your breath. And Leslie is breathing much shallower and faster. And Keith is... Oh, stuck. no. The oxygen's been sucked out of the room. It's depleted. Oh. So oh, no. <laughs> yep. What you gonna do? Oh no! Oh no! So the, good news is, the good news is the dragon can't breathe fire because there's not enough oxygen in the room to actually get the fire oh, going. No. But the bad news is you can't quite breathe. Um, do I remember the way? How far in are we? In the pretty far, but uh, it's like if you run for about I'd say two minutes, you'll be out of the game. Do we remember the way we came in? It's pretty much just a straight shot backward. There were some forks in the road, but that was going in. Coming out shouldn't be as big a problem. Okay, um, I know that we need to get the fuck out. Oh, you're not gonna fight the dragon now? It's not gonna be easy without fucking air. <laughs> I don't know, I think it'd be easier without air because now the dragon can't fight back. The dragon can't fight back, but it's like I can't breathe. I'm not gonna stay conscious for very long. Two ah. minutes, yeah. Um, two, yeah, two minutes is not a whole lot of air. Um, You'll want to hurry and make a decision, then, because things are running in semi-realistic time. Okay. I gesture for the, um, the way out, and I start moving it. And I'm gonna, um, 
I'm gonna blink in the correct direction. Alright, uh, go ahead. That was, uh, 26. You blink in the correct direction, you fall to the ground, and you just breathe deep in relief. You're suddenly back in a perfectly oxygen-rich area. Oh, okay. There was a very narrow bubble back there, and you're not oh. sure how big it was, but there was a very specific bubble back there of space that had no air, and you're not sure what that was. Okay, cool. You notice, however, as Leslie and Keith are trying to run to catch up, they're having a very hard time with that. Keith actually collapses, and Leslie is, with her free hand, dragging him across the floor. Okay, I'm gonna... Is the dragon turning around to follow us? It's trying to. It's got its neck caught on the wall a little bit. <laughs> Dumb animal. Okay, um... Fuck you. <laughs> it is, though. Um, no, it's not. It's proven itself to be a fairly smart animal. It conversed with you. Whatever. Um, so I'm gonna run back to uh, them, uh, like, and you know, take a deep breath of air, because I don't know where the... Um, Bubble is? Yeah, and uh, run back and help Leslie grab Keith and pull him along. Okay. So you run back to grab Keith and pull him along. And... The dragon rolls a five. So I guess he's still caught on the wall. <laughs> now, he manages to actually break off the section of rock that his neck was caught on. Uh-huh. So he's able to swivel his neck back around. And he tries to refire again, but he's still in that bubble. He still can't do it. Okay, are Leslie and Keith still in the bubble? Uh, Leslie no longer seems to be in the bubble, and now Keith isn't either. Okay. So I tell uh, Leslie to uh, wake him up, and I take a big breath of air, and I go charging back in after the dragon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm aiming for its eye. Alright, uh, go ahead and give me a d20 roll. Which one are you going to trust with the fight? 16. Oh. Uh, that was definitely an 18. Oh, you're right. I like 18 better. Do I hit its eye? I have this big fucking eye? <laughs> yes. I rolled into one! <laughs> <laughs> the arrow travels all the way back to the dragon's brain and it dies instantly. Now, unfortunately, your arrows and bow still suck. Well, yeah. So it effectively made the fight fair, is what it did. Okay. Um... The dragon screams, and the cavern actually rattles As it with would. the dragon's scream. Um, and it swings an enormous foot at you. Go ahead and roll me a d20 for speed, in this case. 14 plus... 6 is 20. Okay. I am presuming you want to try and dodge this. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, ultimately, I guess you could have blinked. Would you rather blink, or would you want to do a standard? Was that not good enough? No, I'm just asking which one you personally want to do. I mean, you technically have already rolled that. If you want to stick with yeah, it. Yeah, I already rolled it. I don't, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, technically speaking, you've managed to dodge that just fine. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to aim for its other eye now. Okay. And I'm going to roll a 20 <laughs> while the dragon rolls a 15. 
And bear in mind that is a 15 plus a 15 for speed. Yeah, damage. but I still rolled a 20. And you did. Uh, but you do manage to hit the dragon again. In its other eye. In its other eye, in much the same way. So the dragon is now blind. Okay. Um, will its eyes heal eventually, or is it blind forever and ever? They might heal eventually, but it's going to take a long damn time. This this thing has been effectively crippled for probably the better part of at least 50 to 100 years. Uh, I'm going to call up to it. Oh, am I still in the... Is there still no oxygen in this bubble? If you back up, there's oxygen behind you, but uh, yeah, you're currently in the oxygen freezer. Okay, I need to probably need to catch my breath anyway, so I'm going to backpedal um, to the oxygen oxygenated area and uh, call out to the dragon. Uh, are you ready to talk again? And it snarls as it stumbles towards you. I'm going to go with no. Uh, <laughs> are, um, hmm. May I point out, it's dealing with the same lack of air that you were. Just going to put that out there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do you want to just wait and see what happens? I mean, it, it's either it... I could cause it to <coughs> suffocate to death if I get it to stay where it's at. That is an option. That is an option. I'm going to run back to Leslie and take that gun I'd given her and... Uh... Oh, actually, that reminds me. I was going to do a thing with that. Oh, Okay. As it's snarling and stumbling towards you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Leslie rolls a nat 20, apparently. Yeah, Leslie <laughs> rolls a nat 20. And let me just double check her stat here. Fighting this dragon is going a lot better than I anticipated. <laughs> right? Well, While you're doing that, I need another drink. And I need to hit my microphone, apparently. I'm just going to knock all the shit down. You dork. I am a dork. Why did I write that in pen? I'm such a doofus. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I, I was right. God. No, I was correct. Why did I start trying to change that? <coughs> we had an intermission because <laughs> Bran needed a drink. Bran always needs a drink. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Nat 20. Uh, this shot comes whizzing past you. And hits the dragon roughly center of the chest. It doesn't go very deep, but the dragon does yelp, which catches you by surprise, and does not help your tinnitus in any way. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, tinnitus? I think it's pronounced tinnitus. Whatever. Yeah. People know what the hell we're talking about when we say tinnitus. Yeah. The ear ringy thingy. The ear ringy thingy, I like that. Yeah. Anyway. So the dragon yelps, stumbles backward. A few steps. Now, you were going to do something? Oh yeah, you were saying you want the gun back from her. Apparently not. <laughs> that one's fully up to you. Uh, I call... Am I back in the oxygenated area now? Yeah. Okay, I call over my shoulder to Leslie uh, and say, I, I think you can handle that thing just fine with one hand. And she replies, No, it kind of hurt my wrist. Okay, well, if you want, I'll take it back. Oh, the fuck you will. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. Uh, let's just keep this thing in the in the suffocation zone, and, uh, and maybe we take it down that way. What do you think? You hear Keith reply. <laughs> He's throwing up. Okay, make sure to get him on his side, would you? So he doesn't choke on his own vomit? Uh, he... 
Yeah, he he was already on. He's under an NSI. Okay. Yeah, he was lying face down in the dirt and the sort of soft sort of. I don't want to say soft stone. That's a fucking redundancy, but. Or oxymoron. Thank you. Yeah, not a redundancy. I'm tired. Leave me the fuck <laughs> alone, people. This episode brought to you by the Department of Redundancy Department. This episode brought to you by insomnia and having to be awake all day when you work nights. <laughs> because when you're miserable, be extra miserable. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, so he sort of rolled himself over and tried to reply and threw up. So Leslie's now actually tending to him. Okay. Um... I'm gonna shoot uh, at the dragon again, and uh, I'm gonna aim for the spot on its chest where Leslie shot. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And I roll uh, lucky number thirteen. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll for the dragon to not suck. And the dragon rolled a six. The dragon sucked. Can you mm-hmm. pass me that die back? I can certainly do that. My dear. <laughs> or apparently I can't. I rolled a crit fail on handing the die back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to cackle. <laughs> I'm not. I'm laughing. I don't know if my laugh is a cackle. It's just a dorky chortle. Yeah, you've just got this big, happy, almost... I don't want to say Santa Claus-like, but almost oh, Santa... Oh, oh. Yeah, you've got almost like a Santa-like chortle going on. It, uh, it just makes me sound really, really dumb. No, it makes you sound jolly. Aw. Yeah. Jolly old lesbian. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> just a jolly old lesbian. Um, anyway. <laughs> I feel really bad because for some reason, even though I'm pretty sure she's not a lesbian, um, Susan Boyle popped into my head. Because I also think of her as just a jolly old lesbian, even though I'm pretty sure she's not a lesbian. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why my brain does that. But my brain's just like, yeah, no, Susan Boyle, yeah. That makes perfect sense. I'm like, no, no, no. But doesn't it just make sense? You can picture her just curled up next to an old British woman and the two of them drinking tea together and reading Harry Potter. (laughs) Did you know that um, she... Uh, her birthday is April Fool's. I did not. I did. I learned it just now. You're looking Susan Boyle up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a boyfriend. <clears throat> or at least she did in 2014 when somebody last asked her. Or rather, someone, uh, that, that's what Wikipedia says. Weird. Okay, so I shot it in the chest. I rolled a 13. And the dragon rolled a 4. Did I shoot it in the spot where Leslie had shot it? Oh, that that wasn't related to that. Oh. Um, yeah, you did. Okay. Um, it wasn't the exact same spot. The it was fairly. Yeah, very close. Um, Is it staying put? What the dragon? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, the dragon's flailing and hit its head against the ceiling and is dropping down onto its not knees. Um, it has knees. <laughs> Yeah, but it's doing the same sort of thing that, like, a cat or a dog does, just dropping down. Uh, it, it's not going onto its knees. Oh, so it's kind of crouched down? Yeah, it's just sort of going down towards the ground. Is it a... So, what's the difference between a dragon and a wyvern? Are its wing... It has... Irrelevant to me. That's that's the difference. Both are irrelevant to me. I just... Does it have front legs and back legs and wings? Yes. Okay. 
It took me a little while to decide whether or not it did, but yeah, I decided somewhere between... Okay, so yeah, that makes it a dragon. I, I remember, apparently, um, for the Hobbit movies, in one of the movies, um, Smaug was actually a wyvern, and then they switched it to a dragon for one of the other movies. For the following movies. Which was pretty careless on their part. That was pretty careless. Yeah. I mean, that entire series was careless, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> yeah. Dragon, yes. Okay, so, dragon, it's cowering down like an animal, and Null's about to roll for it. I was going to if you didn't get back on topic. Okay. I was going to roll for it to just breathe fire on you and kill you and end this insanity. It can't, though, because it's still in the <laughs> no-oxygen bubble. Um, I'm watching it to see if it moves. Is it still cowering? It's not so much cowering. You keep saying cowering like it's afraid of you. Mm. It doesn't give a shit about you. It's in colossal pain, and it feels very weak and tired and doesn't understand why. Although it's a very smart animal, it's still an animal at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, and it's losing oxygen, which is causing its brain to work less. Mm-hmm. So it's very confused and very frightened as to what the hell is happening. And it's angry that it's confused and frightened, but it has nothing it can do about it. Okay, I'm going to wait to see if it moves. I, I don't have very many arrows. I don't want to waste them. It weakly reaches for you. Um, I guess it could smell me still. Uh... I'm gonna... Can, can it reach me, or is it just trying to reach me? Oh, it could absolutely reach you, but it's it's doing so so weakly. It's just reaching out. Okay. Um, I'm going to take another step backward, um, and fire another arrow at its chest. Okay. Actually... Oh, go ahead, Jim. I uh, rolled a 14. You rolled a 17. So it's, that arrow missed, I take yeah, it. Yeah, its, its chest isn't really in view very much anymore. The arrow tries to find its mark and sort of just pings off and breaks. Okay. You feel a hand on your shoulder. Would you like to turn and look to see who it is? Yes. You turn and look, and Keith, whose hair is all fucked up, and the side of his head is covered in vomit, and his clothes look like they've been through shit. Because he just got dragged across the floor. <laughs> or ground, whatever. <laughs> he's pulling you back behind him a few steps, and in his other hand, he's brandishing his boomstick. Ah, alright. There's no flames on the boomstick. Right, yeah, because that's a fire thing, but he can do earth magic. Correct. Yeah, when he said boomstick, I was like, yes, wait, no fire. But he can do, yeah, he can do the earth magic. I'll get this out of your way. That was very excited to not roll that well. Do the counts because I'm 14. Stupid. Keith grunts in effort. And you can see it looks like he's trying to lift a weight. And then in a gasp of frustration, he decides to move his boomstick the other direction. Let's try this again. <laughs> uh, and um, 13. Keith's not doing great. Yeah, somehow that's even worse. All right. Well, it'll make it more dramatic this way. Fuck it. <laughs> Keith, as he's trying to lift, decides that that's not working. So as I said, he tries going downward instead. And that works a little bit easier working with gravity instead of against it yes a huge spike of stone juts down from the steel, uh, ceiling 
jamming down into the dragon's back. It roars in discomfort, but the spike isn't going straight through smoothly. <laughs> it slowly, arduously works its way down through the scales, down into the organs, slowly prying the dragon almost in twain. Blood begins to spill out onto the floor, and as it's going, it reaches Keith's feet, and there's a spark in the air. The spike stops. The dragon is breathing a little bit easier now. Something has changed, but you don't know what. Take it the oxygen is back if the uh, dragon is breathing easier. Mm-hmm. But you don't know why. You're right, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there was a spark. But it was only when it reached Keith's feet. I also said the spike stopped. Is the dragon pinned in place? Pinned in place and dying. Well, I don't really care why it has oxygen back. I just want to get out. Uh, Keith, Leslie, why don't we why don't we get the fuck out of here? And Keith shakes his head for a second. He's like, I want to know why. Why what? My magic stopped. Okay, well, how do we find that out? Keith gestures to Leslie and has her come over. He grabs her by the wrist and she's like, hey, get off. And he's like, shut the fuck up. And he pulls her hand with the cards down to the blood and jams her wrist into the blood. And then he tells you, try to take the deck. Okay, uh, I reach out and I take the deck out of her hand. And I succeed? And you succeed. Am I able to then set the deck down? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Keith sits down in the blood, just looking around at it. I don't fucking believe it. I don't understand. It it undoes magic? It's anti-magic. It, it undoes magic. It makes magic not work. I... I've never seen anything like it. So... I mean, it's not permanent, though, right? I mean, you're not just, like, not a mage anymore, right? I have no idea. Try drawing a card. Let's see if that still works. I mean, I'd recommend getting out of the blood so that you're not standing in it, but try drawing a card. Let's see if that still works. Did I get any of the blood on me? <clears throat> uh, some on your shoes, yeah. I'm gonna try to blink first. Okay. And I rolled uh, an 18. You flicker, and you stumble backward, about a foot from where you were. I'm going to take off my shoes and try again. <laughs> I rolled much better that time. 3, 9, 20. Where do you want to teleport? Uh, just a few feet away to see if I can. You teleport a few feet away without any issue whatsoever. Effortlessly. Okay, it looks like it's just the blood. Um, if, if we clean it off, we'll all be okay. And Keith is nodding like, I 
I'm still flabbergasted. I still don't know what to say. So apparently dragon blood undoes magic. Uh, that is news to us all. Um, I... I'm gonna, like, try to rub the my shoes in the dirt to try to get as much of the blood off as I can before I put them back on. Okay. Um, Should I roll to see how well I do? I was gonna say <laughs> that, but I'm gonna say no now because I think that'd be patently goddamn ridiculous of me. <laughs> It's like there's a difference between don't give any unfair advantages and being a dickhead about everything. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you a little bit of slack and say no rolly rolls. Okay. All right. So you and your friends have slain a dragon, partly with the help of a deck of cards and partly through the fact that you just suffocated the poor goddamn thing to death before stabbing him in the back with a giant spike of stone. And I'm also a badass archer. Thank you very much. I mean, you shot its eyes, and then you pinged an arrow off its chest into a wall and broke the arrow, but sure. I also shot... I used a total of four <laughs> arrows. It was only the last one that did bad. Oh, the last two didn't do great. The the uh, second to last one just startled it. Hmm. Still, I blinded it. You did. That's better than nothing. Yeah. Alright. Let's get out of this fucking cave. Alright. So, you make your way slowly out of the cave... And I'm going to have you go ahead and... there's You have a choice. Do you want to roll vision or instinct? Um, instinct is much higher than vision, so I'm going to go with instinct. Okay. I will mention the information is presented to you differently depending on which one you choose. Instinct still. Okay. Rolled an 8 plus 9 is 17. You get a feeling that someone's watching you. As you're coming out of the cave, something, some, someone somewhere, right not far away, is staring at you. Can I also roll for vision now? To see sure. who's looking at me. And I rolled an 8 again. Plus a 5. Plus 13. So, it takes you a little while, but you spot what you think is a figure... At quite a distance, standing there watching you. What do they look like? From this distance, it's just a silhouette. Are they still there? Are they moving? They're just standing there watching you. They're on a little hill crest, about, I'd say, a football field and a half away. Uh, I nudge Leslie and say, Do you see that? And she looks and she's squinting and she's like, Who the fuck is that? I don't know, but we're gonna go find out. Gonna take off running at them, or walking <laughs> at a, at a brisk pace, but not sprinting. I mean, we don't. Okay. You know. Um, roll for vision again. Roll the roll. Roll the roll vision. Uh, eleven plus five is sixteen. I'm glad that you rolled pretty good because otherwise I was gonna have some bad news. So as you're walking. At first, you think it might be a trick of the light, but you realize, no, you've been watching very closely. This figure at the distance disappears. You don't know where they went. You thought it might be uh, just a trick of the light. Maybe it wasn't someone there at all, but you were watching way too closely. That was a person huh. standing there, um, and un- they just disappeared. Unrelated. Um, when I got the blood on my shoes, did the tinnitus go away? Yes. Okay. Is it still gone? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, I look around to see if the person is anywhere anywhere else. Uh, roll vision again. And I roll... Is that a 13? Yes. 13 and 5 is 18. It takes you a minute, but you do spot them. Standing in a little gully instead. Still the same distance away? A little bit further off to one side. Not by much, but it's like 20 feet. Have I gotten closer to them? You've gotten closer to them, but they're now laterally... Yeah, laterally moved to a different spot. Go ahead. It's about 20 feet further. Can I see them at all better now? No, because they're 20 feet further. Oh. Triangles are a bitch. Uh, I'm going to call out to them, uh, who goes there? And then immediately regret it, because that sounds really weird and old-fashioned. Do they respond? You hear a bold chuckle. (laughs) At this distance, you shouldn't necessarily be hearing a chuckle, but you hear it very clearly. And then, you hear some whispers. They're coming back, 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 they're coming back. Oh dear God, they're coming back. And I'm going to call it out again, who's there? You're calling who's there to the whispers or to the person? Yes. (sighs) Fucking inclusive. (laughs) There is no reply. Has the figure moved? No. Uh, call out to them. Who are you? No reply. I'm going to try approaching them again. Roll, I assume? Um, how do you want to approach? I'm going to run this time. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll for speed. <laughs> roll the 5 plus 6 is 11. Well, Null is picking up 5d6s, so I have to assume this figure is blinking. Oh, by the same token. By the same token, I've already (laughs) mentioned that pretty much any special magical ability requires 5d6. Go on. Uh, 15. Uh Uh-oh. Bran is gonna hate me. Bran is gonna hate me. Brand is gonna hate me. It is so much fun. As you're running to approach this figure, you get a slightly better look at the outfit, and that's it. The outfit looks almost Renaissance, almost Renaissance era. And then a doorway appears made of what looks like glass. It opens, there's nothing but brilliant white light on the other side. They step through, the door closes, the door shatters, and the shards disappear into smoke. And I get to wherever the door had been too late and swear, God damn it! Yeah, that about sums it up. And then I call out to the sky, fuck you! I will tell you. Uh, There is one thing that Alex would absolutely notice because it's super abundantly obvious. The spot where the door had been, the dirt is scorched almost black 
but there's also flowers and mushrooms growing in a line directly where the door had been. Interesting. So like a fairy circle, but a line. Yeah. Interesting. And I turn around and I trudge very grumpily back to uh, Keith and Leslie. And Leslie's like, the fuck did I even just watch? And Keith's like, some bad shit. I don't know what exactly it was, but we don't fucking want to be here anymore, I can tell you that. It left scorched earth, flowers, and mushrooms in its wake. And Keith's shaking his head. I don't want to be here anymore. We need to get the fuck out of here. Alright, let's go back to the cab. And Leslie turns to you with an eyebrow raise. You brought a cab out here? I mean, what else is I supposed to drive? And she's just shaking her head with a little smirk on her face. Alright, so I'm going to head back to the cab. Alright. Oh, that reminds me. What do you do with the deck? I've still got it. It's in my pocket. Good call. Okay. So you head back over to the cab. And you climb in. And go ahead and roll me a d20, please. I rolled a... Six. Let's see here. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, it's a radio. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) As the cab purrs to life... The radio kicks on, which you don't remember even having the radio going when you left. And through the static, you hear an ad for a new movie called You're Going to Die in a Very Cold Place. (laughs) Alright. So yeah, there's something for you. (laughs) So, uh, you guys are sitting in, of course, the city-state of Boomgard. Uh, What time is it? Is it late? It's right about five in the morning, actually. You basically spent all night running around in a cavern like a bunch of dildos. Well, we should go find somewhere to stay and find something to eat. I'm starving and exhausted. And Leslie sort of grins and she's like, Well, I mean, I know a hotel that we could go to. Yeah, I think I know the place, too. Oh, it's funny. And Keith's like, I don't get the joke. <laughs> I know there's some kind of inside joke here. I I just want to go to bed. I want to go to bed and I want to forget. To, oh, fuck. What? And Keith turns to Leslie and says, Lisa. What? Keith turns to you and says, You should fucking know, future boy, or I'm sorry, f- future... Person. Sure, future Alex. You should fucking know future Alex. I've got a freaking vampire locked up in a warehouse. Well, we can't just keep driving all night. We gotta at least sleep for a little bit, get some food in us, and we can head back and we can let the kid go. (laughs) Let the kid go? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the, uh, uh, the Order of St. Tenet's actually gonna try to cure her. They're just gonna kill her. And Keith turns to Leslie and says, Is that true? Were you lying to me, Rosie? And Leslie turns to you and looks like she's going to scream. This is on you, lover person. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, alright? Keith turns to you and says, Listen, kid. I was hired to do one stupid thing. Catch this kid, get her to the order, get her cured. My business is not with you, 
It's with this little bitch over here. Look, don't <coughs> lay this on her, okay? They're, the Order of St. Tenet is a cult. You know, she believed it too at the time. So they're just going to kill the kid. Yeah, they're just going to kill the kid. So, so one less vampire in the world. Look, I'm not going to be party to any killing of anybody, even even a vampire. I mean, she's just a little kid. Who knows? Maybe she was going to, you know, maybe she's going to grow up to be the vampire who changes everything, who who makes vampires realize they don't have to be assholes. Over two millennia of vampires being assholes, and you think one kid is going to abruptly change all that. Why not? It's in their nature. They are predatory animals. They hunt us because we look delicious to them. Oh, didn't you say that I was originally killed by her? Uh, I pull over the car by the side of the road and say to him, Look, if you want to go deal with her, go deal with her, but I'm not helping you kill her. And Keith shakes his head. Kid, I thought you had gumption. I thought you had the spine. What I'm seeing in you is that you don't know how to make the tough decisions, and you buckle when it comes time to actually do something. Yeah, fuck you too. Get out of my car. Take me back to the fucking city. Or what? Or I will light this entire fucking cab with all of us inside on fire. I'm already dead in one universe. Don't test me, kid. Alright, uh, I turn the cab around and start heading back to Hartford. Hartford? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hartford. Silently. I don't respond to him. And he doesn't respond back to you anymore. Alright. So, it's a very long, very quiet, sullen drive all the way back to Hartford. And when you get there, is there anything in particular you want to do, or are you just going to drive him back to the warehouse, or his apartment, or what do you want to do? I'm going to drive him back to the warehouse. All right. The two, or I'm sorry, the three of you get there, and he climbs out of the cab, and he opens the back door and says, whatever your name is, get out. You're in this too. You did this. And I tell Leslie, whatever you decide, I want to support you. Leslie looks to you, looks to Keith, looks to you, and then looks to Keith one more time and says, Keith, we need to let her go. He stares at her, slams the door on the cab, and shouts, fine. I'll deal with it my fucking self as always. Never trust anybody. Everyone lets you down. And I hit the gas and get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Alright. So, about where are you driving to? Away. That's my first order of business, then food, then sleep. Where are you driving to first? Uh, Food. Uh, That's not Herschel's. (laughs) (laughs) There's a nice little cafe open 24 hours that you can go to. It's, in this case, not a Denny's. (laughs) Because the Denny's is currently closed because the place got torn up in the middle of the night by God only knows what. 
So There's an oracle of the road there, which is a joke you don't get because you didn't listen to Alice Isn't Dead. Anyway, so... You drive to this little diner. But on the way there, fire trucks are racing past you. Um, and my stomach turns because I'm pretty sure I know what happened, but, uh, I, I keep going to the cafe. And you get into the cafe and you drop into a seat and your server comes over and she is offering both of you coffee at this stupid, early, disgusting hour. It wouldn't be that early anymore, though, because, I mean, if we drove all the way back to Hartford... Oh, yeah, good point. I'm sorry. I lose track of time sometimes. Yeah, you do. Also in real life. <coughs> I work nights. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I know what day it is. <laughs> so, never mind my uh, remarks on a cafe that's open all night and open late. Uh, there is a... Sh- shit, there's a nice um, steakhouse. Fuck it. <laughs> that we're super not dressed for. <laughs> and it's not a fancy steakhouse, it's ah, just a nice... Steakhouse. Yeah, okay. it's good food for cheap. Okay. So you sit, you, uh, you sit your ass down. What do you want to drink? Um, I order a bourbon meat. Okay. And Leslie decides to follow suit. And the server notices the two of you look like you have literally gone through a medieval war. <laughs> But doesn't ask anything about it. it Minds her own goddamn business. <laughs> it's a she. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, uh... What do you want to eat? Uh, I order steak and fries. Alright. Uh, she decides to go with a burger. And it looks really good when it comes out. But, uh, you're definitely more excited about your steak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I say to Leslie as we're waiting... Or have we already gotten our food done? Yeah. Have we been very quiet? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's not been taking that long for the food to come out. Okay. Uh, as we dig into our food, I'd say to Leslie, uh, I'm sorry about how that all went with Keith. And she shakes her head and says, I'm sorry how things have been going with us in general lately. I, I shouldn't have told him the truth about Lisa. I We should have just gone back with him and helped her escape. And she shrugs and says, You can't help what happens when you tell people the truth. Yeah. And I finish off my bourbon and gesture for a, to the server to get another one. And she brings it very, very quickly. Yay, bourbon. Yes. Um, Leslie isn't drinking that fast. I'm an alcoholic, though. No, you're not. Uh, am I not an alcoholic anymore? No, that got changed. When was that? Uh, pretty sure it was when your brain got fixed. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's no longer on your sheet. I erased it from oh, your you sheet. Oh, you didn't tell me to erase it. Do I still have fear of vampires? Um, yes. That one you... Actually... No, that one... Wait... No, that one you would still have. Okay. But no, the alcoholism and the uh, brain hemorrhaging mm-hmm. have been fixed. Okay, cool. I'm, I still need a drink, though. <laughs> Just take it a little bit easier. Okay. Now that you know the truth about your personality and how addictive it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just just use an element of caution. Okay, so I'm just sipping at this second bourbon. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Leslie reaches out and takes your hand. And says, I want to do better for you. I want to do better for you, too. I have not been the best partner. And she shakes her head and is like, you've been patient, you've been thoughtful. Have you always made the best decisions? No, I'm not going to say you have. (laughs) But you've always done what you've done to try and be supportive. And I don't feel like I've matched that. I feel I've I feel like I've treated you like shit. Yeah. Yeah, there have been some times that have not been the greatest, but you know what? Why don't we just leave all that in the past where it belongs? Or the parts that that were in the future? In the other timeline? Stop trying to interrupt me? What? You notice as you're saying that she's stiffening her hand is tightening a little bit on yours, and you look up and she's just got this book on her face like, fuck you. Why is she saying that? I'm confused. She's not saying that, but she's got a look on her face. But why is that look on her face? You'd have to ask her. What? And she grins and she's like, when I say that I've been in the wrong, you're not supposed to say, oh yeah, no, you've been in the wrong, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, Leslie, you remember how you treated me when we went to get the pinch deck so we could resurrect Rain. Speaking of Rain, we need to figure out what the fuck happened to them. And Leslie nods her head quietly and she's like, well, you could try and treat it a little bit more delicately. Just, I know I fucked up, just no need to shout it out at you. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, that's kind of my thing, where, you know, I, I fuck everything up too, so don't, don't worry about it. No, fuck everything Just most things, yeah, I know. So, um... Yeah. She kicks you on <laughs> So, yeah. And then I kind of go quiet and eat my food. And she goes quiet and eats her food. And then the two of you finish your food quietly. And now it's time for sleepies. Yeah. Are we going to skip out on the bill or are we going to pay for our food? I recommend <laughs> How much does it cost? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-one dollars and fifty cents. I was gonna say forty-five bucks. That's probably more accurate considering how much I drank. So I've got one forty-six fifty. All right. Uh, and then I say she and I had the same sketchy motel I'd stayed in in the future uh, that I was gonna hide uh, Lisa at. That works for her. She remembers the place. It's fifty dollars. That puts me at ninety six fifty. All right, and I'm gonna go crash. All right, and she crashes right there beside you. So, several hours later, and I do mean several hours later, the two of you finally wake up. It's ten in the morning the following day. You guys slept for the better part of fifteen hours, and when you wake up. You get a weird vibe. Go ahead and roll an instinct roll for me. <laughs> I rolled a two. Uh, plus nine is eleven. 
You're not sure why exactly you're getting this weird vibe, but it feels... I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. You know how you can notice the scent of natural gas and not immediately realize it's natural gas? Uh-huh. It's kind of like that, but you're getting a tingly vibe. It's like you're, you're not smelling anything, but it's that same sort of... There's a tingly vibe, and you recognize there's a tingly vibe, but you're not putting together why there's a tingly vibe or what it means. I turn to Leslie. Does everything seem normal to you? And she's stretching and sort of rolling over. And she's like, mm, yeah, why? I don't know. Something... Something seems off. And I'm going to get up and get dressed while doing shifty eyes around the room. And she's checking out your Q-Pot. Because what you don't remember is she tried to get frisky with you last night. Oh, you're right. I don't remember that. Yeah. So what you're noticing is that you're wearing actually less clothes than you went to sleep in. (laughs) And she's wearing nothing at all. Ah. Yeah. She is completely stark-ass naked. And just lounging about and loving it. So you're doing the shifty eyes around the room. And she's laughing and checking out your butt. And... I'm gonna go check the bathroom. Roll vision. And I rolled a 5 plus 5 is 10. I'm not rolling good. (laughs) The only thing that you spot is that there seems to be some kind of soap scum build up around the drain which tells you that housekeeping sucks here which you are <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna poke my head out in the hall if you recall there isn't actually a hall okay i'm gonna poke my head out onto the balcony walkway okay uh well this i'm gonna pick a different die and still not do a whole lot better it's a six plus five for an eleven it doesn't take you long to notice what's weird there's scorch marks on the balcony, about 10 feet away from your door, towards the left end of the balcony, and a line of what appears to be fungus. Ah, so the thingy guy is watching me. Yeah, you picked up a follower. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm sorry, listeners, for subjecting you to my singing. And I'm sorry, listeners, that's going to be the official song on the blog. So, uh, yeah, by the way, if you guys aren't checking that yet, every episode I put up a song that I feel reflects the episode, as well as the following day, I then also put up a thing written by Bran, which reflects Alex's thoughts and feelings about the situation as of the end of the episode. And uh, if you don't um, already follow me on Twitter, sometimes I post things related to mythos not only on her own blog but on her own twitter but (laughs) we also have a twitter yeah that i also run and you know do stuff with sometimes nobody follows i've yet to see you post anything on i just i just posted something the other day did you i think so let me see that's a first use twitter fuck you i almost never use twitter it's just not my thing i much prefer using uh tumblr to blog as well as facebook so yeah, if you're on the Facebook page, chances are you're reading something I put up there. Incidentally, if you're ever confused about what something means, because I do post cryptic things on purpose, if you're ever confused what something means, start asking questions, because I might just answer them. 
Yeah, five days ago I posted a quote from episode three while I was working on it. Uh, she was attractive and threatening me, and that's about the extent of what I knew about her. Episode three of Midtown Mythos comes out 11-13. I love it! Good. And that's the thing I'm going to do as I'm working on um, uh, editing. I'm going to, you know, pick out quotes that I like. Anyway, okay. So yeah, you know now that you've got a follower friend, and you don't know what to do with it. Sorry, I was checking the election results again, and the gubernatorial race in Wisconsin is still too close to call. No! Don't throw that at me! Imagine my frustration when my one big rule at a gaming table is don't get distracted by your cell phone every 10 seconds. I'm usually... I've not, and, first of all, I've not done it every 10 seconds. Second of all, I've been really good about it up until today. Tonight's been atrocious. It's not my fault. That Let's look up Susan night. Boyle and elections. You brought and, up Susan Boyle. Yes, but I didn't look up Susan Boyle, no. you smartass snatch. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I think I shall. You looked up Susan Boyle, then you looked up elections, and you keep checking your phone and making conversation. It's like, you freaking twat. Come on. Yeah, let's play the game. Exactly. Thank you. Let's play the game. Okay, so there's the there's the guy who's following me. Well, there's a line showing that he's been here. Yeah, yeah. the guy who's following me. Mm-hmm. But he's not here. No, but he was. So what are you going to do? Creeping through the window. I'm going to go back in. And tell Leslie, remember that guy from the field yesterday? He was here. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. And she slowly crawls up out of bed and presses her body against yours and says, Come back to bed? Yeah, okay. So the <laughs> two of you have a roll in the sheets. <laughs> Um, so, your morning has been significantly improved, as has hers. Yes. And the two of you, uh, shower and very hesitantly pull on the dirty clothes. Yeah, uh, we really should get to, uh, like a Goodwill or something, get some clean clothes. Yeah. Yeah, or... Yeah, or like this universe's version of Walmart. Yeah, what do you call it, Walmart? Yeah. Yeah. I remember because you referenced it in low levels, too. Yeah. Uh, the first time I referenced that, and I'm going to get a little off subject here for just a split second. Giving me a hard time for it. No, that's because you're just getting distracted and you're zoning out and you're not even talking your microphone for half of it. She flipped me off when little did she know she was a twat. Anyway. <laughs> so, way back in high school, I was working on this novel that was this incidentally urban fantasy story but it was a comedy and I decided I needed a specifically a Kmart lookalike because at the time Kmart was still a thing and I wanted that kind of vibe where the store is outdated and none of the employees care anymore and I was like I need an alternative to Kmart and I can't think of anything and then my brain said make it a pun and i'm like what can i do a pun off of kmart and i was like why mart k why jelly yes so it's it's all a joke about uh sexual lubricant um but then i ended up also coming up with a tagline for walmart or not walmart why mart uh specifically the tagline is with why mart why shop anywhere else 
it's it's actually a really good tagline, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically anytime that I need to just reference a BS big box store, it's Weimart now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, also, so as we're checking out of the hotel, I'm going to steal the plates off another car in the parking lot and put them on the cab. I'm going to say roll for finesse. Okay. Uh, 11 plus 6 is a 17. So it's not a perfect job. Um, you had to sort of finagle it because you didn't have the right size of screwdriver. But you managed to get it swapped out. Okay. Or not a screwdriver, sort of wrench. No, a screwdriver. I don't think you use screws on a... You do. You don't use bolts? Because I'm pretty sure you use bolts. I use a screwdriver. Do we need to go look at our cars and find out? I think so. Okay. We'll be right back, listeners. Let me go and get my flashlight. I have my phone. I want my flashlight. I bought this flashlight. I'm Hey everybody, I just want to cut in here quick while Null and I are outside. First I want to plug the podcast, Retail Rehab. Uh, They're a cool new podcast where they talk about the ins and outs of working retail while also promoting the myth that Australia is a real place. Uh, They also tell some stories from retail. They came across a story I posted on Reddit from my hotel job and reached out asking for permission to use it on their show. If you want to read my Reddit posts, you can find me at reddit.com slash you slash M star Brannigan. Uh, over the years on Reddit, I've shared my stories of working in hotels, as well as my adventures working night shift at an adult store. Otherwise, there's some short fiction stories I've written and a lot of pictures of cats and barn owls. Uh, Null's on there too, under the username MXM Null. Second, uh, we want to let you know we have an email address you can contact us at. It's uh, midtownmailbag at gmail.com. That's midtownmailbag at gmail.com. Send us fan mail, complaints, stories, thoughts, and phishing scams there. Thirdly, uh, Null has created us a Patreon. We're a small podcast, so we're starting small. Uh, You can become a Midtown Denizen for just a dollar a month. That gets you your very own NPC named after you. For $5 a month, you become a Brana friend. As one of my closest Brana friends, you get your very own NPC and access to our bonus podcast, Underground Mythos, or colloquially, um. On the bonus podcast, you'll get bloopers, bonus conversations, behind the scenes, other background, lore, and much, much more. Uh, Null is also working on a Midtown Mythos rulebook, which will be available someday. I have no more specifics than that. As we grow, we hope to have even more to offer. So please find us at patreon.com slash midtownmythos if you want to offer some financial support. If you don't, please support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Lastly, I have to give credit for a sound effect I used. While many of our sound effects have been purchased from SoundSnap, I also use free sound for a lot of effects, uh, along with the effects I record myself. The user Inspector J was insistent that credit be given for any of his sound effects. If I apologize to said user if I've before used one of your effects without attribution. 
Anyway, I used car door comma closing comma a dot wave by Inspector J this episode. Thank you very much, Inspector J. And that's it for my interruption, folks. Just in time, too, I hear Null and I coming back in this fiction I've constructed where I'm pretending I'm not recording this months and months after the actual episode was recorded. And I guess where there are two of me. Maybe that part's not fiction, though. Maybe. Well, spoilers. To annoy you. In case anybody was wondering, I'm right there, Screws. And in case anyone was wondering, I told her that I hope her tits fall off. So first and foremost, you just changed out the plates on the cab. Okay. What do you want to do next? Alright, um... We need clean clothes, because we left. That's something we really should have taken care of already, but we've been wearing the same clothes, just like, washed in hotel sinks for the last few days. Yep. So we'll go to the nearest Walmart so we can get some new clothes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that for a few new outfits for both of you, uh, fairly cheaply, uh, I'm going to say that's 50 bucks. Okay, and she has no money, right? Not anymore, no. Okay. And so I'm going to turn to her and say, look, I'm uh, running perilously low on funds here. And she nods and says, well, I mean, I don't have any funds either. Yeah, we just, we got to figure out something. I mean, like, I don't want to do something bad, but, like, we do have a gun. If we need to, we might have to rob a bank. (laughs) Somehow that seems even worse than whatever Keith would have in mind. Oh, I'm not saying we actually hurt anybody. I mean, you know how banks are. They're, you know, they're trained to not, um resist they just hand the money over we just have to pick one that doesn't have an armed guard that seems like a terrible idea yeah it does but we also need to not starve to death all right well whatever you want to do honey i'm not saying we do it right now but i'm just saying it might come to that whatever you think we need to do she's so not into that idea (laughs) i'll let you tell the audience what i just did in response rolled your eyes and shook your head what i did but sure yeah that's what you did why am i getting female pronouns right now i didn't use female pronouns i said that's what you did rolled her eyes and shook her head is what you said rolled your eyes and shook your head i must be losing my fucking mind it's possible i mean we could roll it back but i don't don't, didn't use female pronouns on purpose hmm As you said, you've not had a fem date recently. I have not. It's been disorienting. Anyway. You would think that having fem days as someone otherwise assigned male at birth would be the disorienting part, but suddenly not having them, that's the disorienting one. Anyway, um, so where were we? Uh, Switching up the plates, then we went and we bought new clothes. Oh, that's right. Uh, Where do you want to head next? Um, Back to the hotel to change? Oh, we only paid for one night. Yeah, that's true. Don't have money for another one. <laughs> that's also true. I figured this timeline's Alex has probably made it impossible for me to return to the taxi place. 
Well, I imagine they'd show up and Casey would be like, hey, what do you mean you already have a cab? I just gave you another cab. And then this timeline's Alex would be like, what the fuck? No. I mean, so it'd be a weird quirk. There's nothing to be done about that. Yeah, but like, th- there's suddenly a missing cab, which is why I switched the plates out on it. Mm-hmm. That was a good call. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the cab itself still has the same markings and everything, but at least it has a different plate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I probably, I'm just saying, I can't go back in there to try to like be like, oh, hey, yeah, I need money. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to brisk it. Okay. Uh, I turned to Leslie. Do you have any other friends, anybody we could get help from? I haven't had friends since I was 15. And then there's rain, but we have no idea where they are or what happened to them. I don't even know where to start looking. Do you have any friends? Not really. Not, I mean, in this timeline, you know, Logan doesn't hate me, but going there means potentially running into the other me. Who's someone that other you wouldn't talk to that would trust you? Oh, shit. There's my ex, Riley, but I really, really don't want to see him. Why? It didn't end good. Tell me about it. Come on, honey. Open up. Well, uh, he broke up with me, and he used a lot of fun words like, uh, immature and emotionally unavailable I mean I'd say both of those are true but that's okay I like them thanks you're welcome (laughs) he was mad he felt like I was always pushing him away and he said a lot of things and I said a lot of things and I burned that bridge I don't have his phone number anymore. We just have to show up at his place. And I don't know if he wants that. He did try to reach out to me in the other timeline or whatever before I was leaving. After everything happened. So maybe, maybe he still gives a shit. I don't know. It's up to you. (sighs) That's going to be a fun conversation. Hey, Riley, is it cool if me and my new girlfriend, like, just crash here for a while. Uh, yeah, don't mind this gun and the shitty ho- homemade bow, but I don't have any money. I don't have anywhere else to go. Uh, we were fighting some vampires, not a dragon. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry. I'm from an alternate timeline. There's another version of me running around. Don't worry about it. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what else we're going to do. But he's just going to... I don't know. He's probably going to call me a leech. I'm 100% expecting that word exactly to be used. <laughs> but I don't know what other choice we have. I mean, since Set you're fire so- to yourselves? What? Set fire to yourselves? Well, I mean, that's... Flee this mortal coil? <laughs> that's not an attractive option. And, and to you, robbing a bank isn't an attractive option either. Oh, I was saying that. I, I was saying that out of character oh. is GM. Oh, okay. No, no, no. She, she's uh, not quite that morbid. <laughs> she's morbid, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but not quite that morbid. Alright, let's, uh, let's go meet the ex. This will be fun. So fun. <laughs> so, 
as you're... I changed into clean clothes first, at least. Beautiful. <laughs> In uh, the bathroom of the Weimar. <laughs> Let's see, I put, um... I'm gonna write down what I bought. Uh, I'm wearing... Uh, a pink tank top. And... A different pair of skinny jeans. That's what I prefer in real life, so I'm going to go with Alex preferring skinny jeans also. So that's what Alex is wearing. I don't know what Leslie's wearing. Honestly, I hadn't put that much thought into it. Well, fuck you. Here um, I am trying to give our listeners a visual. I'm going to say that Leslie is in a black t-shirt, a sky blue hoodie, and this is going to sound odd, but I'm actually going to go with men's trousers. I think she just would feel more comfortable in those, considering she's carrying an enormous gun in her pocket. Why not? And I've still got my shitty homemade bow slung over my back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, she'd be wearing, they, they would be cheap-ass sneakers, but uh, Converse knockoffs. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, It's still August, right? Yes. Okay, so Alex is not wearing a hoodie. I think they've got one. No, they don't have one. We agreed on that earlier. Hmm. That they left their hoodie in the other timeline. Yeah. Pretty much anything that they weren't physically carrying on their back is gone. Okay, yeah. So, you're uh, making your way over to Riley's place. Which is actually a really cute little townhouse. Uh, it's a little bit further outside of the main city. It's it's more on the suburbs. And Not... that's where I lived with Riley, right? Yes. Okay. It was a really nice little area, and it was quiet out that way. It was a little further from work than you liked, and that was part of the first argument, actually, was that you wanted to move to be further in the city so that you'd be closer to your job, which Riley was not interested in because Riley prefers being... A little further out of the city and more in the quiet areas. What does he do for a living? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to say that Riley works actually at an art gallery. Ah, is he, he's a fancy boy then. Oh, no, no. He, he works for the fancy boys. Ah. Yeah. Um, he mainly just keeps the place tidy and handles um, things like receipts and making sure that everything is in order for business. Ah. He's one of the boring boys. <laughs> but here's the catch. Uh, roll vision for me, please. Pick the d20 you think will be best. Least suck. I guess it's a 14. That's 14. 14 plus 5 is a 19. As you're on your way, you spot a man in a beautiful suit. It looks like linen. Uh, it's about the color of a sand dune. And as you're looking at him, you have to sort of squint because as you're squinting, he seems like anybody else. But out of the corner of your eye, he looked almost like his skin was blue and like he had no eyes. And for a second, you nearly flipped your goddamn shit before looking at him again and being like, Alright, yeah, no, I, that was just a trick of the light. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, and then I guess we arrive at Riley's place. Yes. So you pull into the parking lot, 
and you get out, and you're making your way up to the door, and roll a d20 for instinct. <clears throat> you want low, by the way, on this one. Uh, of course I rolled high. I rolled a 25. Well, a 16 plus 9 for a 25. You start to have a panic attack, and Leslie grabs you and wraps her arms around you and says, No. No. Breathe. You can do this. You can do this. I got you. And I slowly uh, breathe and just kind of lean against her until my breathing returns to normal. And she like does this thing where she's stroking the outside of your ear with her thumb and holds you a step back by the shoulders, nods and says, you got this, baby. You got this. All right. So I walk up to the door and I knock. And it takes a minute for someone to come to the door. But after, like I said, right about a minute, Riley comes to the door and sees you and inhales, grabs you, and pulls you close and kisses you. Ah. Like on the mouth? On the mouth. Tongue and everything. Oh. And then wraps you into a very tight hug and says, I am so sorry. Oh, dear God. I am so sorry. And I'm kind of taken aback. And I look over at Leslie like, oh, God, this was not the reception I was expecting. I don't say that, but that's what that's the look on my face. And Leslie turns bright pink in the face, about the same color as your tank top. And spins around in place and is just fumbling around and with her hands. Just her hands are just fumbling and she's taking a few steps away. And she's just being very, very quiet and just trying not to be there. Awesome. Um, and I kind of uh, find my voice again and say, Hey, Riley. Oh, dear God, Alex. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please. I'm so sorry. Uh, how uh, long has it been since I last saw him? Since he and I split up? Honestly, I was waiting for you to actually tell me at some point. Because, oh. heads up, Riley was actually originally Bran's idea. Bran told me about Riley. Yeah, I think you named him. But I <clears throat> devised the fact that Alex had an ex. Yeah. I'm going to say it's been about four months. Okay. So I was living on uh, Logan's couch for a while. Oh, yeah. It wasn't meant to be a long-term thing, but it just kind of became one. Okay. Alex was always just on the precipice of getting their bills paid off so they could move out and find a place, but it never was quite happening. Yeah. Um, it's, It's good to see you. And Riley is nodding and trying to not cry. Um, and saying, come on in, come on in. I'm, come on in. Uh, I pull away from him and gesture at Leslie and say, um, this is Leslie, my girlfriend. And Leslie turns around and her makeup is running. She had a little bit of makeup that she had put on and it's just running down <laughs> her face. And she's like, 
hi. And she waves and uh, you can see she's on the verge of full-blown panic attack. It's her, her turn for one. <laughs> what's what's Riley's response? Riley's just not talking. His jaw is slack and he's just not talking. Uh, um, we... <laughs> There's been a lot going on lately, and I really need some help, and I have no one else to turn to. And Riley closes his mouth and nods and says, Alright, uh, come on in. Um, catch me up. What's been going on? Uh, so we go inside, and... The place is exactly as you remember it. They haven't changed a thing since you left. Okay. Um, I sit down. I keep saying they. He. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was, he. He identifies as male. Um. He's one of the few characters that do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Him and Logan and Keith, and probably like, right. Well, Randall and Wesley and Peter and Doctor Black. Okay, so there's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a gender scientist's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anyway so i sit down on the couch that i'd helped pick out um and and you immediately begin to urinate all over yourself no i don't can i roll to not do that <laughs> <laughs> roll to not pee <laughs> um but yeah so I sit down on the couch and i guess leslie probably sits next to me leslie chooses to sit on the other end of the couch just to try and put a little distance she is super duper uncomfortable yeah i could tell (laughs) all right so um and now to try and summarize the entire series so far yeah (laughs) and this everyone is why i actually write the intro recaps Well, you see, Riley, uh, in the past, but also it hasn't happened yet, I had this guy in my cab, and he forgot his notebook. Oh, wait, no, that did happen, because Alex was stealing other Alex's spot, that's right. Um, Irrelevant, keep running with it. Yeah, so, so anyway, this guy forgot his notebook in my cab. And, uh, it turns out that he had kidnapped that Lisa Herschel child, and instead of, you know, doing the smart thing and just going to the cops and being like, hey, look, here's evidence that this guy did the thing, I was like, oh, I'm gonna save the day for some reason that seemed like a good idea, and I didn't save the day, I mean, I saved the child, but then the guy died, and then the, the vampires were after me, but then, um, oh no, the vampires liked me first, the vampires were after me later after I tried to go back and, uh, uh unki- un- unsave the... Ch- Rekidnap the child. I tried to re-kidnap the child. I failed. Um, she died. I fixed that. Uh, and then all the stuff happened. Lots of stuff happened. And then, um, um, let's see. Then we went back in time. And so now there's two of me. There's still another me around somewhere. Look, Riley, there's a lot going on. And I really don't have anywhere else to go. And Riley is... His, his jaw's just slack again. <laughs> and he's like... Would you like coffee? Sure, I'd love some. I'm gonna go make coffee now. Okay, I killed the dragon too yesterday. <laughs> that was interesting. 
and you hear a mug shatter. (laughs) And Leslie, meanwhile, has wrapped the hood of her hoodie around her head (laughs) as if she's trying to be an ostrich in sand. So, what would you like to do? Stop talking. Uh, Alex just kind of slumps back into the couch and shakes their head. Even though, you know, Riley is in the next room in the kitchen, not seeing it. Fair enough. So, after several minutes, Riley comes back, his hands shaking, with three mugs of coffee. Coffee is sloshed down two of the mugs, (laughs) and he places them very carefully on the coffee table before sitting back into a recliner, taking a deep breath, sipping some coffee, sipping some coffee, taking a deep breath, inhaling the coffee, and coughing. He sets his coffee down and just mumbles after finally getting the coffee out of his lungs I don't even know what to say yeah I'm I'm sorry I didn't want to bother you but I just you know me Riley I don't have anyone else and Riley slowly nods and says it's been four months since we split how long has it been for you um, about four and a half months. It's been closer to five, almost five and a half, but... No, it hasn't. It wasn't a month in the other timeline. Yeah. It was like three weeks. You literally went a month into the past. You literally went a month into the past. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're you're going on almost a month and a half now. Okay. But, yeah, okay, so it's been five and a half months. Five months. Something. Something Five months. Let's go with five months. (laughs) Nice clean number. And Riley looks over at Leslie, looks her up and down, then looks at the floor. And just says, a dragon. Yeah, it, um... uh, It kidnapped Leslie because it wanted this magic deck of cards that she had. (laughs) He's picking up the dragon's die. Five? You rolled a five? And then the dragon appears in the living room. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) There's a knock on the door. Oh, dear God. (laughs) The dragon's at the door. (laughs) Knock, knock. House call. Uh, I, I look over at Riley and I say, would you like me to get that? And Riley tilts his head and is like, Why, it's my place, I'll get it. And he gets up and makes his way over to the door and opens it. And in that moment, something gets weird again. Okay. Roll for instinct. Is it the blue guy without eyes? I rolled a 6 plus 9 for 15. What you're noticing... Is Leslie's not moving, 
She wasn't moving before, but now she's moving even less. You notice she's not breathing. Everything sounds weird. The air seems to echo wrong. What about uh, Riley? Is he moving? Uh, you can't see him around the corner. Uh, I'm going to look at Leslie and say, Leslie, are you okay? No movement whatsoever. Does she still have her hood up? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to pull her hood back. You pull her hood back with immense effort, I'll mention it. It's not coming away easily. And she's just staring off into space. Tears are running down her face, but they're not moving either. Okay, so she's like frozen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to follow Riley to the door. You head to the door where Riley stood there, not moving, and this guy is walking in, but as he's walking in, it's like it's like a VHS tape skipping. What does he look like? Also, what does Riley look like, by the way? <laughs> um, we're going to say he's about six foot. Riley or? Riley. Okay. Slender. In a black polo, a pair of blue jeans, and a pair of uh, boat loafers. What is like? What is his hair? And does he wear glasses? And... Uh, no glasses. Um, longer hair that's sort of pulled back. Uh, it's a little bit longer than a man bun. Not quite long enough to be a ponytail. Um, he's trying to grow it out. What, what color is it? Uh, blonde. Everybody's fucking blonde. It's Aryan nation up in here. You've Alex got is blonde. Three... Leslie's blonde. Now, now Riley's Rain, blonde. Rain was blonde, if yeah. I remember right. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, there's a lot of brunettes. Okay. Don't worry. There's non main characters, apparently. Yeah, you got a type. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. You dork. <laughs> anyway, so the guy walking in the door is six and a half feet tall. It was a big boy. Big boy. He is wearing a sand-colored linen suit. Okay, so yeah, the blue man without eyes. And as he's flickering through the doorway and walking towards you, on the one hand, he looks like almost a Middle Eastern man with very short, slicked-back hair. And then alternately, he looks like a corpse with no hair, no eyes, and the mouth is stitched shut. Well, that's very spooky. Yes. Well, I should say partway shut. The the stitching is very loose. Ah, okay. But as he's walking forward towards you, flickering back and forth between very charming, elegant man and terrifying, you hear a voice say the following. Coming from spooky dude, by the way. You have something terrible in your possession. I'm here to take it away, where it will be cared for, and kept safe, away from mortal hands that could destroy everything. Are you Are Thomas, Thomas Pinch? Pinch? <laughs> no, <laughs> sweet child, I am not Thomas Pinch. Okay, okay but you're, you're looking, looking for the pinch, pinch deck, deck aren't, aren't you? you? Yes, I am looking for the item that you call the pinch deck. Who are you? I don't think you're ready for that. I mean, I mean, you're, you're asking, asking me for, for a very, very powerful, powerful item. item. I, I, I think, think I, deserve I deserve to know, to know who, who you are. And you're speaking to someone very powerful. I don't know if you're ready for that. I don't know if you're ready for that. I want, I want something, something in trade. trade. What? 
Uh, I don't know. What do you have to offer? Many, many things, but it's not a question of what I have to offer. It's a question of what I will agree to. Look, you've got you. You found me in a time of great need, so there's a lot of things I need. And let me stop you there. I didn't just find you in a time of great need. I found you in a time in which you not do not belong. There's also that. <clears throat> it's very hard doing that voice when my throat and vocal cords are completely torn to shit. Can we just get a round of applause for me for a second? Thank you. Thank you. Aww. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not ready to know who you are? Sometimes knowledge is scary. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Why, of course, Alex Oberlin. Do you know who you are? No, no, I don't. I mean, I know that part, but like, I can do things. I don't know why. Knowledge can be scary. Yeah, you yeah, said you that. And know oh, how true it is. I mean, what can you give me? Like money, powers, a new bow? I could give you money, and I could give you a bow. I will take those things. Is that all that you need? <laughs> um... What knowledge can you give me that is apparently not so scary? Knowledge is scary. Just as there's a fear of the unknown, there's a fear of knowing. Anything that I can tell you will terrify you. But first, if you remove the deck from your pocket. Alright, I take the deck and I hand it over. And the figure riffles the cards into the air, and they seem to float there effortlessly. And he runs his fingers along them, sparks chiming out from them. And he brings the cards all back together in the palm of his hand, and tucks the deck into the pocket of his suit jacket. Are you going to hold up your end of the deal? What is it that you want? You said, you said money, money and a bow. And a bow. I, would I would gladly take, take those. those. You have yourself a deal. And the figure snaps his fingers. Riley nearly falls over. Leslie is crying in the other room. And where the figure was is a sack of cash and a brand new compound bow top of the line. Sweet. How many arrows do I get? You didn't ask for arrows. Oh, fucking... God damn it! You went full-on fucking genie on me. So I'm going to leave it at zero arrows, because I'm presuming you don't want to use the crappy homemade ones. Um, I'm going to hold on to them until I replace <coughs> them. So I have 16 shitty arrows. I'll put a little X above them to remind myself that they are shitty arrows. <laughs> I just wrote shitty arrows. <laughs> so... I will go ahead and tell you, after you manage to get Riley and Leslie to calm down a little bit, you have them help you counting the cash. <laughs> it's $10,000. Sweet. 
So I have ten thousand dollars, ten thousand and forty-six dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. And. And a sweet new compound bow. Yeah. And I turn to Riley and say, um, this solves some of my problems, but I'm not just going to, I mean, I started this, I'm not just going to walk out of here now that I all of a sudden have money. Unless you want me to go. Riley starts to shake his head, then nod, then shake his head, and he shrugs. And says, I don't know what I want. I don't know what you want. I know that you came here. And I know what I did. And I can only guess how that made her feel. And I feel like shit. I'm very, very tired. Okay. Can we... Is it okay if we stay here tonight? And then we can work everything else out tomorrow? And... Riley nods his head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Midtown Mythos is brought to you by Brannigan and Null. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us with your favorite podcast site. We like to share news and memes on Facebook and Twitter at Midtown Mythos. And more mythos can be found at midtownmythos.com.